Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Filled with wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fishfane, Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. All right. Hey, what's going on, Las Vegas? Merry Christmas to all of you out there, wherever you're listening to us in the Vegas Valley or around the world on the Odyssey app and KDWN.com. And a special Merry Christmas to our friends in Saskatchewan. Yeah, the, we, we got a couple downloads. Up I know. That's why I'm saying Merry Christmas yeah. to them. But we have been downloaded in over 100 countries, territories. That's what she said. That's pretty amazing. That's exciting. <laughs> it, it is very cool, actually. All 50 states. And we certainly do appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to us around the world. It is awe-inspiring. And it's uh, quite the Christmas present. Yeah. Now, subscribe to us on YouTube. That would be the great Christmas present. And, and I know still we've got free. more up there. But, yeah, it's still free. Yeah. But... Uh, Better brace yourself because uh, that time may change at some point. So let's not talk about that. This get, is time of good tidings, my get, friend. Get good your, tidings. Get your content now while it's free, to say the least. I'm Mark Hook, Andrew Fishfane, and uh, Brian Ronovich from LasVegasWrestlingScene.com. Fortunately, we haven't been able to reach Joe. That's I'm okay. Christmas that's, tree his, that's his Christmas gift to us is not being here. Wow. But do want to mention, of course, he's got a big card coming up uh, with FSW Vegas. On New Year's Eve, and this is the uh, the countdown to midnight kick 2022 to the turnbuckle where they wrestle up till midnight. Is, is, is uh, Vandergriff on the card? You know, he is. Yes. Tag team match. He's teams with Damian Drake. His old tag team partner. Gregory Sharp and Jordan That's Oasis. because he knows that he can't expend all that energy because he knows I'm coming for him. You go down there. You go down there and you're going to get your bell rung at the stroke of midnight, buddy. Last year's Countdown to Midnight, uh, Vandegriff and Drake had a 60-man Iron Man match. Really? It at midnight. It was a great match. Oh, I, I see. When, when match. those are done, the problem with the 60-minute Iron Man match is when they're done well, they are the best thing ever. When they're not done well, it's like, oh, this is just the worst. It was, super, <laughs> it was superb. And you didn't have anything where, like I saw um, Jay Lethal and Matt Taven do a 60-man at a Ring of Honor show here in Samstown, but they had like a 10-minute a spot where Gresham came out and a whole bunch of other stuff was happening completely outside of the match. Right. That didn't happen with Drake and Vandergriff. There's obviously slow spots, of course, but there were no weird cut-ins or anything like that. They just went 60. It was and, a great match. And that's what I'm saying. Those were great matches. When you have all that mm-hmm. weird stuff, you're like, oh, come on. And it ended in 60, if I'm not mistaken. They didn't do the, oh, they, five they did the overtime. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think so. I could, if Joe will hear you could correct. That was Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart that did the overtime, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it ended in like one minute. Yeah. They had this great match, and then in one second he gets a super kick, and it's over. Yeah, and of course the the Ric Flair Barry Windham ones were the the great. Success. Yeah, oh yeah, Rick, oh, and, that, and that was watching to be honest with you, that was one of the greatest things about Ric Flair. He wasn't, and and, and people are going to hate me for saying this. He wasn't the greatest wrestler per se, but 
he, nobody could go like Ric Flair. And what he did was amazing. I mean, his, the chops and the whole, you know, he knew the, the four or five things that he was great at. He was really, really, really great. And Flair and Sting, too. Clash of Champions, even though it wasn't actually 60 Minutes, was that made Sting a star. And apparently in 2023, we're going to have at least two more appearances by Flair in WWE. Great. That's exciting. At the 30th anniversary of Raw and at the Royal Rumble. Okay. I'm just hoping he's not one of the 30 entrants of no, the Royal Rumble. God, let, let's hope not. Let's hope not. Please. Mm. Please, Rick, don't do it. Don't do it. When he went, but when he won that title, though, at the Rumble, that was a pretty fantastic Rumble. Yes, it but was. you throw Bobby Heenan's commentary in that, to me, that's what put that match over. Heenan, you know. Well, and what finished the job was the promo afterward. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That promo is legendary. Oh, yeah. Man. And it's funny because that was, wasn't that like the first time we saw Rick with the short hair? Uh, Didn't he, hadn't he just gotten his haircut at that point? No, I think he had it. Did he? he okay. had it that way under Jim Hurd. I don't Hurd. remember. Yeah, I think Jim Hurd made him cut his hair. Well, Jim Hurd wanted he him to shave his he head did, and he get him done. He wanted him to be a Spartan or something. Spartan. Yeah, Sp- he wanted yeah, him to be Spartacus. Like Spartacus, yeah, yeah. That's why he quit, uh, quit mm-hmm. the NWA slash WCW. Yeah. Good call, Mr. Hurd. Man, how could how could that even be a... A thought process. Like, I don't even know how that would even... That's, he that, obviously didn't... Did he tell anybody else this idea? Yes, he, he did. did. You know? that's, that's the thing. Sometimes you get a new boss in there who says, oh, you know what? I need to change things. And instead of changing the things that need change, they try to change the things that will get the most attention for them. And that was one of them. That was so stupid. Since we're on this track, I got to ask, are they going to allow John Cena to get a 16th title reign? I'm going to say no. You're going to we're going to keep Flair's record as hallowed and that I don't know about, but I, I cuz I think Randy Orton if he gets back, they might be tempted. He's but, at 15 also? Uh, what is he 14? I think he's 13. 13 or 14. Yeah, somewhere in that ballpark. Cuz Cena's at 15 obviously. Yeah. Well, I, actually, well, look that up. Somebody look that up uh, how many how many John has. No, I know he has 15. Okay. Because they've talked about tying Cena or tying Flair and or breaking the record. So, well, we'll see. I don't think so. But I think there's too much going on to throw John Cena into the mix. But who knows? Uh, by the way, we were mentioning. You don't, you don't like when Cena's involved? No, I like when Cena's involved. I just don't think. Um, I don't know. I think there's too many good people out there right now to use as world champ. So All right, That I agree with. Oh, you're talking about just champion. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah, John Cena could be around all he wants. Okay, okay. I'm not going to tell John Cena. It's not a g- in general. Well, I think, too, they brought Cena back in the past because things weren't going well. Right. You know, you needed that infusion. It's nice to see that the WWE is bringing Cena back, not because they need him, but because right. he just he's just going to add to it as yeah. opposed to being the reason. It's not like a legacy booking yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just real quick to finish the thought we had from the last hour, and then we're going to start getting into uh, the year in review. Um, your card for AEW Dynamite New Year's Smash, we've got the uh, Blackpool Combat Club taking on AR Fox Top Flight, who won the match that I think may have had the official longest title of all times. Did you did you guys see the title of this match? No. It is the AEW Rampage Holiday Bash, $300,000, Three Kings Christmas Casino Trios Royale. Breathe. That's... So it was a triple threat? Was it <laughs> no, a... this was a trios a trios oh, battle right. royal that oh. they had, which top flight, you know, Dante Martin and the guys ended up eliminating the Blackpool Combat Club at the end to win that match and 
got a briefcase of 300000 bucks. So there you go. Okay. That's a long title. I'm just there. saying. It was a long title. Yeah, I didn't even hear the Battle Royal part. Yeah. It would have, yeah, fun match, but <laughs> but apparently those guys are going to get into more, it. More of my issues with AEW. Uh, but they, uh, so that match will be going on. We've got, uh, let's see, Ruby Soho, Will Nightingale against uh, Time Melo and Jay. Uh, it's Ethan Page, Brian Danielson, and the sixth match for the between the Elite and Death Triangle. And boy, that was a good one. And it's now three to two. Yeah, that was a pretty good one this week. What's what's the stipulation for the sixth match? Uh, false count anywhere. Okay, which yeah. is basically a no DQ match. Yeah, it got <laughs> it, it got nasty. This last one was a good one. They had some barbed wire and you know, barbed wire broom and some Again, Christmas trees and the way this the, the way that the idea may be great, the way this was executed was ridiculous. Yeah, but the matches have been good. Yeah, the matches have been good. So got to give them to that. So let's talk a little bit about looking back on. 2022 and uh you know let's take a look at uh who we thought the maybe some of the wrestlers of the year match of the year and so on um let, let's start with the ladies because there's there may be a little debate on this i don't think there is but who the female wrestler of the year is and uh going off a couple websites i think it's some, bianca belair some yeah some names to throw out bianca belair jade cargo tony storm becky lynch ronda rousey um, I, the I one would, site that I'm looking at is saying Jade Cargill, and I think I'm about to say, I think Cargill is the only person that could lay claim to it other than Bianca Belair. I don't think Becky Lynch or any of the other ones could even come close. Yeah, and and AEW had too much with you know too many splits. You had yeah, you know you had Thunder Rosa and she was out, and Tony Storm certainly had a nice nice run there, but kind and of. I got, think Bianca and Becky's match at WrestleMania was fantastic. Uh, I think it's definitely Bianca Belair. Yeah, I think it is too, Brian. What do you What do you think? Yeah, is I it? agree, Belair for sure. Yeah, I don't. She's fantastic. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. I, and to be honest with you, I can't believe how good she is and how much better she keeps getting. Well, she's an incredible athlete. Yeah, and, and, and she's and, just going to get better and better. I mean, and not to, try not to be funny about it. Can you imagine how athletic and amazing those kids are going to be between her and Montez mm. Ford? Oh, they're D one. Yeah, at least. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely they're five star recruits and they're not even born yet. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Bel Air Bel Air is one of those towns that, as it's gotten more challenging, the competition's gotten better. As the stage has gotten better, she just keeps getting better. Yes, because when I first started NXT, I was like, okay, you know the hair, and you know she's right. she's got you know you can see she's got some ability, but okay. But every every step up she's taken, she's improved. And and you usually see people plateau at some point, but there's been none of that. Is she going to be one of those, for lack of a better term, lifelong faces, do you think? Or do you see a heel turn in her future? I saw that they were actually talking about her and Montez going heel. That would be fun. That would be interesting. I think that would be a lot of fun. I love her as a face, but I think she'd be very interesting as a heel. She'd hurt people. Yeah, I mean, but Alexa Bliss smashing her in the head with the vase was kind of cool. Yeah, that worked. I think when you're that over, you and you turn heel. If you don't go all the way heel, like you, there can't be any more happy pictures on Twitter. Nope, you, exactly, it has to be all the way. If she does that, then I think it would work because then people would really hate her. But if if she does kind of a soft turn or anything like that, it would it would that's, phase out. Well, and that's, that's one an the, excellent point. That's one of the tough things of being in WWE and being a face is because you look at John Cena. How many times should John Cena? Have gone heel. 
it it should have happened a couple of times but he, as, but, as he went on but he became he became such a a face of the WWE mm-hmm. and the make a wish and and so on they even when it made sense they couldn't turn him Right, you, you're absolutely right because it has to be, as as Brian just said, it has to be a a hard turn. Yeah. With, yeah. Nowadays, especially, it has. It, with I mean, it was easier in the '80s and '90s when you didn't have social media and you didn't have. It was easy to be a heel, easier to turn heel. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, you ha- you can't. You're right. You can't be happy anywhere. No. There can't be like you can't have a happy picture of your you and your wife or whatever. Right. Yeah, you look at a guy like MJF right now, who has just embraced. The heel lifestyle. I mean, he had a tweet up today ripping everybody on Christmas. Yeah, they wanted him to turn face, and he said no way. Yeah, they, they couldn't they couldn't pull it. I mean, they, they could have pulled it off, but it, it didn't make any sense. Nope. I mean, there was, there was another tweet that I saw that a mother had put up a picture, a video of her kid screaming at him when he was on the TV. And he came back and said, your kid's got cheap pajamas and, <laughs> and just you know, not raising her right and this whole thing. I mean, the, the dude is playing the part. He, he has followed the Ric Flair, Nick Bockwinkle, and, and Undertaker mold of this is the lifestyle. This is why people really get into professional wrestling when they believe in our character. They, and and I you know that's why I think MJF is going to be it really is a generational talent he gets it no there is no question you know you yeah. mentioned you mentioned too about you know Rick Flair's wrestling style you know MJF has modeled his style after Rick and Nick Bockwinkle and people like that where you don't have to destroy yourself in the ring to get over and he understands ring psychology and understands taking care of his body He's going to be around for a long time. Oh, and he's, I mean, he's what, 24? 26. 26. He's, yeah, he's got a good 15 to 20 years still. Yeah. At least. No doubt about that. Uh, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the tag teams for the year. And and, and honestly, you know, there's a, there's a few you can pick, but I, I think it comes down to two. It comes down to FTR and the Usos. FTR and the Usos. And this is a similar situation to what happened last year when we were talking about Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega. Does the reign of Roman Reigns overrule Kenny Omega winning championships all over the world? We're in the same spot. I think FTR is the better tag team, but I think the Usos are the better entertain the better show. If that makes sense, I think that if on a purely wrestling standpoint, FTR is 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 actually leaps and bounds above the Usos. Yeah. But I think. As far as the entertainment part, I think it's the Usos. I think the Usos pretty much personify WWE and FDR personifies AEW, and they, they do their companies well. So I'm going to give it to both of them for that reason. Oh, no, you can't do that. No, then I'm, no, no, then no, no, then no, I'm, no. Then I'm going to give it to FDR. Okay. Because I think the job they've done in the ring against all comers, it doesn't matter. And you and they've won and they've lost, and I think that's part of it as well. The fact that the Usos don't lose except for – this past week, <laughs> the, the, the FTR just did a job to the guns. Yeah, exactly. This week, and and they wow. don't lose. And a lot of people, you do a job to somebody and you lose something. FTR doesn't lose anything by doing a job to the guns. No, they just lost to the Briscoes too. Brian, what do you think? Who's the tag team of the year? Uh, I think Fish. You make two great points. I think FTR definitely the better team. Um, I mean, they're the best team in the world, in my opinion. Uh, I think that the Usos though have been involved in. Not just the biggest storyline in wrestling this year, but arguably the best storyline in years that has just has 
and they are heavily involved. They're not just the side tag team that's winning. I mean, you've had them both involved individually. Uh, Jay is involved big with Sammy. You know, you see that come. It, it's so I think you have to factor that. It's hard not to pick them both. Like, I don't think that's a cop out to say coach as much as I don't like that. But if you're going by just in the ring, then yeah, FTR. I mean, FTR's first match with the Briscoes was one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen. To, you talk about living up to the hype. That match was unbelievable. And you don't see that enough, to, for me at least, in, in tag team. It just becomes constant double teams and spots. And that, to me, that match just did it all. Yeah. Yeah, the third one with the dog collar match was pretty uh, darn uh, good, uh, too. We'll get to all that because I have my, told you I have my five candidates for match of the year. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're getting That's one of them. I will tell you that now. But, you know, I, I, I hate to say it for FTR, but I would actually lean towards the Usos. Because um, they, they, you know, people forget about the matches, for example, they have with the Street Profits, the matches they have with the Brawling Brutes. I think people are just so used to seeing them in the ring and seeing them as champions that you almost, you almost are kind of numb to it. They're like, you know, this, these guys are incredible. Do you think it's like picking Roman Reigns for wrestler of the year? Because obviously you could. You know, when you look at everything, you could easily say it's like Michael Jordan could be MVP every, every year. year right? You know? No, I got, yeah. I got it. Yeah. But, you know. But yeah. and, and like I said, I can't argue with you taking the Usos because no. I would have taken the Usos. I, I wanted to take them both. I just took FDR because the Usos ha- had been it and because they'd been so dominant because of the FDR's work in the ring. Yeah, and you know FDR winning championships everywhere. I mean, I can't imagine that workload that they've gone through. I'll just say this. It's not the Good Brothers. Okay. <laughs> That's fair to say that. <laughs> Going Good Brothers on us. All right. Way to go, Fish. All right. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Match of the Year, Match of the Year, Wrestler of the Year, and Radio Host of the Year. Fish, 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 fish. You're an idiot. (laughs) Wow, I've been trashing you guys on Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll be right back on the Mark Hoke Show. Stick around. When it comes to having the right attorney in your corner, you want to have a proven winner on your side. And Russell Dutch Boyd of VegasCouncil.com knows how to win in Las Vegas. Boyd graduated at 18 years old from law school and is also a three-time World Series of Poker bracelet winner. And no matter what legal challenges you're facing, Boyd will help you through it all. As a litigation attorney, he covers multiple areas of law, including personal injury, business law and startup, cyber law, and crypto clients, and whatever else you might need to navigate the legal waters of Las Vegas and beyond. Just visit VegasCouncil.com to set up your free initial consultation today. That's VegasCouncil.com and let Dutch Boyd help you win today. Once again, that's Russell Boyd at VegasCouncil.com. One oh one five FM K Don. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. And we are back. On Yay, the Mark we're Hoke back. Show. Wow. You know, fish, stay grumpy. No, it's all good. I much prefer the happy face. Hey, I went to the bathroom during the break. I'm much happier. Yeah, we're good now. Everybody's be- we're better. You should see Focus. these two, by the way, everybody. It was hilarious because I'm I'm they're in the in the main booth and I'm in the production booth because we had a little technical error. 
and we hit the break, and those two ran out of here like kids you know, out of hell, kind of getting out of class. And, yeah, like the uh, way like the way MJF ran from Brian Danielson. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> These two just come, just went flying. You should have seen us go straight chariots of fire down the hall. <laughs> you should see the Great. trail we let. Oh, never mind. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. Andrew Fish Fane, <laughs> Brian Ron- Ronovich from LasVegasWrestlingScene.com. By Mark the way, Hoke. one of the best online places to catch everything that's going on in wrestling. Yeah, amazing coverage. Appreciate Absolutely. that. Absolutely. You got to check that out. Big fan. Yep. Thank you. Um, and you know, let's let's hit story of the year because I. But let's make sure we got to leave time for a wrestle of the year and match of the year. Yeah. Um. Uh, obviously, there were a couple of huge, huge stories this year. Um. I have a list from a site that I pulled. Uh, give me one second because I had it up, and then uh, you guys started. I I I, I just think I will say this that we were talking about this during the break, and I'm not going to mention it because I'm going to let you bring up the the, the nominees, but. I didn't think of the one that Brian came up with, and I should have. And to me, there's no question that has to be it. I can't believe you didn't think of it either. But um, it's a site called riylmag.com that put their top ten stories up. I thought this was a, a pretty good one. Uh, they had the death of Scott Hall. That's a, that, that's a big story, but it, yeah. it, it wasn't all-encompassing for wrestling. Um, a series of matches where a lot of painful things happened. Uh, like uh, Adam Page giving Adam Cole a crown of barbed wire during an Easter match, uh, yeah. the, the Darby Allen Jeff Hardy match, yeah. uh, Eddie Kingston pouring gas in that anarchy in the arena, yeah. just you know some crazy stuff. No, I know, but it, yeah, that doesn't really do it for me. The, uh, the, the, those matches have all been to me ruined. Just these kind of matches because they happen so often now that none of these crazy spots really affect me. Like that. Oh, calloused. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it, once you see Mick Foley get thrown off the top of like, his that saddle. Did it. That was it. That was it. That <laughs> happened. I was like, I'm good. I don't have to see anything else. Uh, the revolving doors are talking about Cody Rhodes, of course, leaving AEW, which was. That yeah, is. That, that was a, that's a little underrated story there. Uh, but we also had uh, Soraya going to AEW. Um, yeah. You know, so. And Sasha Banks leaving WWE. That, the, so, the walkout, the walkout itself was a big story, yeah. right? So you know, talking about that, uh, John Moxley basically saving AEW. Yeah, that was a big one. Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens getting their dream matches. Yeah, and Sammy uh, taking on Johnny Knoxville. That was his dream it, match. Well, it's it, that's a big deal though. I mean, that get that got him out in the mainstream. It did, but I don't know if that getting slammed by Wee Man was worth the whole was worth was worth the price of admission. That was pretty funny though. You got to got And Kevin Owens against Stone Cold. And Kevin and Stone Cold. Um scissoring. Scissoring is a thing now with the the acclaimed. Oh, I'm I'm thinking something entirely different. Who they have <laughs> who they have uh, how, they they are monstrously over and there's a match of the year candidate that I think people have forgotten about with those guys. Um, the rise of MJF and his year was pretty wild. You got to understand, Mark really loves the acclaimed. They're, yeah. They're Sounds fun. Like they're a fun team. Um, and they're then right. the retirement of Vince McMahon and the self-destruction of CM Punk, which probably, to me, are the top two stories. I, those are definitely the top two. And, and, and I'll, I'll let you explain it, Brian, which one you think is the top one and why. I, I think Vince leaving. I mean, Matt's his retirement brought WWE back. It brought Triple H into position. It it, it really changed a lot, everything because now there's you know talent is more. I think more willing to come back should contracts expire. 
Um, even if, you know, I know they were fired in some cases, in some cases they left, but they're going to be more willing to come back and work with Triple H. To me, that just said everything. I mean, this is a guy who'd been in charge since, you know, he bought the company in the seven, late 70s and took, and took it into, or early 80s, and turned it into this massive thing. To me, this is like the biggest names in sports retiring, and not just the fact that he retired. Everything changed after he retired. So it was a huge story. He affected how the rest of the wrestling year went, at least at the with big wrestling, by his retirement. Yeah, like that could, to me is and because CM Punk, it's a big story. But like we we talked about fish, was it were you surprised? That <laughs> no, he did because it? That, that's who CM Punk is. <laughs> you know? And the funny thing is, is that without Vince McMahon, there is no CM Punk. Yeah. So it that, that's why that story well, has to trump all because without Vince. There is no AEW. Without Vince, there's no wrestling. Exactly. But, and, the, and, yeah. the, and not just the, sorry, Mark, not just the retirement events, but everything that led up to it. Because remember, we Triple H and Steph were out. Because for years, we just, wrestling fans were waiting for those two to just be in charge. And then all of a sudden, they weren't involved at all. They went from not involved, it didn't look like they were going to be around. And then Vince retires, Triple or Triple H is back, Vince retires, Steph takes over, boom. You know, it was all like this crazy two months of, yeah. You know, and where I think it's going to be interesting to see where that story ends up, despite Vince saying he thinks he's going to come back, and he's not. That's, that's ridiculous. We told, you, we told you last week he's going to end up in AEW. You know, <laughs> oh, my God. You know, but when does, when does that cycle turn back against Triple H a little bit? And as Triple H keeps bringing people in and... People aren't starting, happy because you know it's going to happen. Say, I think it is starting. Isn't it starting too? The honeymoon period is yeah, over. Yeah. And, and people are beginning to say those exact things. The only reason why I had CM Punk as the story of the year is because, again, and obviously Vince McMahon retiring changes history, but that changed the, the whole trajectory of AEW because of what they were going to do versus what they had to change up to do. What was really fascinating is the two stories somewhat intertwined was everybody was – like, I don't want to be in WWE. I can't stand working for Vince. It went from that to I can't stand being in the AEW locker room. CM Punk is driving us all crazy. And now they're and, both gone. And now they're both gone. And all of a sudden, at the end of this year, you're really seeing some great wrestling going on, great morale in both companies. And you know, you know who wins with that, and that it's we us. all do. Yeah, that's it's great us. for the wrestling. And not to rush you, but I'd like to do wrestler of the year and match of the year now. So the next segment we can do what to look forward to in twenty twenty three. Okay, well, we still have if time. you don't mind. I know. I'm just. I got you. I'm I'm keeping the flow. I know. So the, the thing about CM Punk too is like when he went to AEW, it so easily could have because t- when he got there, didn't you guys feel like AEW might have been in position? To really make a move it, when it was, he got it was there, the, it then, was it was almost the NWO yeah, in, in WCW yeah. effect, and, and I thought AEW's taken over at this point. That's what it felt like because they had you know Danielson and and oh man, here we go, and then it fizzled out. Well, and and I think part of that for AEW too. One of the big stories of the year for them was the injuries, the massive amount of injuries yes. that yeah. got suffered in yeah. AEW to all of their top guys. Between that and CM Punk, it threw everything off, and I mean, they're Adam, just starting to recover. Poor Adam Cole still can't wrestle. Yeah, I mean, it, it was amazing that. Although I don't think they were doing enough with Adam Cole, so. Oh no, no, no! But I think they will when he gets back. I don't, yeah, I, I don't know if he's one of those guys that maybe wants to go back to WWE because of Triple H. Yeah, we'll find out, I guess. But he's still got a couple years on that contract. Uh, match of the year, and 
interesting debates on this one, I think. Uh, you have I have some, a my few, five candidates. Here's here's a list, and we'll see how many of these fish hits. The Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins, Hell in a Cell, uh, Hell in a Cell That's match. one of mine. Gunther and Sheamus, the first one. I did not have that on there, but it was my honorable mention. Wow. This one listed the men's war games, which I thought was, yeah. No, I, I don't agree with that. Well, this had FTR and Briscoes, too, and I thought one and three were better I had than the, the one two. and final battle. Um, mm. Okada and Osprey at Wrestle Kingdom this year, which was a great match. Um, those are the ones that are listed up here. One that I would throw out that I think people forgot was the acclaimed against Swerve in Our Glory. Yeah, I knew you were going to do that. Well, I'm not saying it is match of the year, but that was one of those where when everybody's screaming to give me an audible because of the crowd is so into it, that's a pretty darn good match. Yeah. The, so the, what, what else you guys have? Two other ones that I had were, or three other ones actually, Moxley, Jericho, Quake by the Lake. Okay. Uh, CM Punk and MJF at Revolution. Yeah, the the dog collar match. That's one. That and then the final one, and I cannot believe there is no way before this match happened I ever would have said this was going to be close. Roman Reigns, Logan Paul at Crown Jewel. Hmm. That's interesting. I was so that. impressed by what Logan Paul Logan did in Paul's that match good. that that one to me has absolutely matches. It, it, it shouldn't be match of the year, but it has to be nominated. Brian, did you have any others that uh, came to mind? Uh, Sheamus and Gunther. I, I, I love matches when they just stand there and beat the crap out and of each that's other. Why I, think- I loved Walter for years in the indies when he was in Europe before he ever even came to WWE NXT. I love seeing him. Mark do was it. a big Walter Walter yeah, fan. Yeah, I love uh-huh. I love seeing him on the big stage get his chance. And, and you know, he's the, great. The Walter um Dragonovich Dr- Dr- matches. Yeah. Just incredible. I have a hard time picking on this, but but it's funny real, real quick I, before you say something, I just, I just want to throw this out there because you were talking about Sheamus and Gunther. That's how great Solo Sokoa and Gunther has a chance to be. That is a chance to be match of the year, and that's going to be after we vote. Yeah, yeah, very true. I would lean though towards the the Seth Rollins Cody Hell in a Cell match, just because of the circumstances with the the Cody out there with the torn, the torn pectoral pectoral pectoral. and the mm. the crowd reaction to that, and just Cody getting through that match and really has cemented himself with that match. As, you know, a year ago, people were booing him out of the building, and I, now he's a hero. I would say it, it's between two. It's between that one for that, or if you're just talking pure match, it's FTR versus the Briscoes at Final Battle. Yeah. Cause that, Which and, one do you pick? I'm going to go with Rollins and Rhodes also, just because of the circumstances of what Cody Rhodes had to go through to be able to, just to be able to show up, let alone wrestle. Right. Yeah. Brian, what do you think? I loved the tag match. I, I was excited that the, a tag match was one that, uh, you know, FTR Briscoes that we're talking about now, you know, and it wasn't, and it was a big stage, but not like you would with a WWE pay-per-view. And, and it was a match that everyone talked about. I remember <laughs> getting matches. Oh my gosh, did you see this match? Like, yeah. And it's a shame the Briscoes will never be on AEW yeah. because of that stupid tweet. Yeah, I I think that time's going to come though. I hope so because they are. I don't. They're I, the they're the best tag team that nobody knows about. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I've been, I've been I love the Briscoes. I've been loving watching them for years. So you know the, them winning the Ring of Honor titles here at the end of the year. I think maybe signaling. I hope so. I really do. I mean, I, I hope so too. Because and like I said, you know how I feel about AEW, and for me to have that match up there as one of the two best matches of the year tells mm-hmm. you how great it has to have been. Wrestler of the year. Here's here's a, a list of a few. Moxley, Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, MJF, CM Punk. There's any anybody else that you might no, and, and Chris you, Jericho you, warrant being on that no, list? No, you, you and you could say 
Moxley for so many reasons because he saved he basically saved AEW. That Moxley AEW is done when the when the incident happens. You could say MJF for the amazing run he had, but I got to discount him for for taking his ball and going home. And then which, Roman and Roman which to a point he kind of had it. They didn't have to, but he but he kind of did. Yeah, and then Roman Reigns. How do you go against uh, he, what he did? But then again, he just won it last year for doing the same thing. And is, is CM Punk still the wrestler of the year, even though he did what he did? I mean, in terms of having the impact of what he did for the years, you know, yeah, is, is no I, consideration. I, I'm going to go with Moxley because without Moxley, wow, XAW is done. Wow, Brian, who, who's your wrestler of the year? You know, Moxley has has been tremendous. Um, I kind of. You know, you made a joke earlier, Fish, about Sammy, and it's hard to argue. Maybe he hasn't had the best matches all year necessarily, like you could look at but the this, big main events, but he has been the, last few months. the most, and you finished strong in the MVP voting. We all know that. You know, you have a good you know, August and September, you win the MVP in baseball. You can, you know, and Sammy has been the talk of wrestling the last six months. So to me, I feel like he's been maybe not the best wrestler, but he's been the most interesting wrestler of the I, year. I could absolutely see Sammy being wrestler of the year. You know, I'm Mark, gonna, I'm still going to cop out and go with Roman. I, I don't think that anybody. It's a fair argument. Roman's I, the best. I, I, I think. I, right I just now. don't know if anybody. When he was getting stood out more than him this year, he, even though all those arguments are great, and and you know, I was, you know, I think Sammy should be in the top three. I really do. I, th- I if I was if I was picking, I would go I would go Roman, MJF, and then Sammy. So not even Moxley there, huh? No, he'd be he'd probably be probably be fourth on my list. But when Roman Reigns was getting booed after winning the Royal Rumble, oh my! Goodness. Could you picture where he oh, is man. now? No, I mean he is he has embraced this role, and I mean you know the bloodline doesn't go anywhere without Roman, and just. The way he's carried himself and what he's done and when he's been asked to perform, he has been phenomenal. I, I just I wish he'd perform a little more, but that's just me wanting to see him more. He's probably it's probably smart of them not to. Oh yeah. Yeah. So no, you don't waste it. So yeah. But I'd like to see him more. That's what I thought made Brock interesting, you know, several years ago when he was, you know, defend the title a few times a year. I think the thing that's making Roman better is that we still see Roman a lot, even if he's not. Yeah, in the with, ring with Brock, all the you didn't time. even see Brock. Yeah, and Roman talks, so there's definitely more of a comparing to the Brock years. with, yeah. with um, Heyman, uh, you, Roman talks more, and so you you feel that personal involvement with Roman, and that to me is what adds to it. I think Roman deserves a lot of credit um, for keeping for this story continuing to be interesting, like. You don't. I don't really hear a lot of um, clamor to pull the belt off Roman, and that oh, he doesn't deserve yeah, to and, be. And you I know? don't. He feels to me. He feels to me like a Muhammad Ali. He feels to me like a Mike Tyson. Yes, you yeah, know, and yeah. and and that is and that's saying something. I mean, well, I'm, you know, you have a you know, there's like Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair were in that stratosphere to me. Oh, but yeah. I don't know if anybody else has done that and made me feel like that since Roman. No, and, so, and, and Roman, so. yeah, and, and just the job he's done. You're absolutely right. He he is absolutely incredible. Yep. All right, we have to take another break, and when we come back, 
the three of us were going to discuss. Um, well, if I'd hit the right button, that'll help. There we go. 2023. 2023. And some of the things we'd like to see, some of the things we think are going to happen. It's going to be a hell of a year for professional wrestling, to say the least. So stick around for more on the Mark Hoke Show. We do appreciate you joining us. Merry Christmas. And we will be right back. Hi, this is Mark Hoke. Has out-of-control inflation, gas prices, and grocery costs wrecked your wallet? Then check into automated day trading with Trading Made Easy. Trading Made Easy has spent five years helping people put cash in their pockets with their simple-to-use day trading software. So if you're ready to leave that 9-to-5 job behind, visit TradingMadEasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to sign up for a free live training seminar right now. That's TradingMadEasy.com. Tired of the same boring food when you're out for breakfast or lunch? I'm Mark Hoke, and I have an idea for a different place to go with unique food you're sure to enjoy, and that's Unique Eats. Take some time out of your busy day and stop on in to Unique Eats, featuring celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco and his friendly staff. Whether it's a great start to your day with one of Unique Eats' amazing omelets, or lunch with his incredible sandwiches, pasta, and award-winning pizzas, you'll be in for a fantastic dining experience that won't break the bank. Unique Eats also features a smoothie bar and full vegetarian menu as well. Plus, if you need catering, you can count on Unique Eats no matter what the occasion. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to Unique Eats at 3100 South Durango, Suite 100, open daily until 3 p.m. Call them at 702-992-3038 or visit UniqueEatsLV.com for their full menu and catering info. Break out of the same old routine and have a great meal at Unique Eats today. 1015 FM K-Don. You're listening to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Vegas, The Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Now, here again is Mark Hoke. That is I. That is you. Go for it. Ryan's getting into doing the show. I think you're having a fun time. I am. I enjoy doing this. This is fun. Definitely fun. Good. Merry Christmas to everybody. Brian Ronovich joining us here from uh, Las Vegas wrestling scene. You were going to say future stars of wrestling. No, I just had to catch myself. Oh, okay. Uh, LasVegasWrestlingScene.com. He can't hear you. Okay. Well, having, he's having a headphone problem. Well, tell him grab another set of headphones. Grab another set of headphones. They're all plugged in. Yeah, they're phone. all plugged in. There we go. And of course, uh, Andrew Fish Faint. <laughs> they're short. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. All right. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself, buddy. All right. Uh, we're good. We're all, good. All right. There we go. Boy, I'm just glad I didn't do what Rick Ross did on, on Dynamite this week and drop that MF bomb, by the way. I didn't hear it. You didn't hear that? Yeah. No. He, he called well, then again, Keith I don't Lee really a, watch Dynamite. I kind of just read the results. He called Keith Lee a big MF-er. Ah. That went out. Was that uh, Bearcat Lee? No, not the Bearcat. <laughs> <laughs> There's another another Vince McMahon special on that one. Big Bang Catastrophe, which is one of my favorite names for a finisher. <laughs> it's not bad. Well, by the way, if you need a good finisher, go over to Unique Eats, 3100 South Durango. Celebrity Chef Dominic Tedesco is going to take great care of you over there. Unbelievable breakfast, omelets, and Benedicts. Pancake stacks the size of your skull. They're huge. You have unbelievable lunches. Pizzas. He cooks in international pizza competitions. 
It is a great place to go eat, and the service, unbelievable. And we had a great time over there last Sunday. And I want to give a shout-out to one of our fans who won a gift certificate, uh, Ray Bustamante, and his Roseborn Elementary fourth-grade class. Yeah, but they're big John Cena fans, apparently. Yes, apparently he gets a lot of you-can't-see-me's nice. from, from the little ones. Nice. So uh, congrats to Ray, and thanks for coming out. We do appreciate it. But get on over there to Unique Eats, 3100 South Durango, open daily until 3 p.m. So unbelievable food. You'll love it. And, without a doubt. Uh, and, and catering, too, by the way. Yeah, without a doubt. Yep. All right. So heading into. Let's look into our crystal ball. Yeah, let's look into our crystal ball. This one's a fun one before we talk WWE, but I want to mention this real fast because uh, on betonline.ag, where if you go to markhokeshow.com, click on one of the banners, get an account, you get the 50% matching bonus up to $1,000. They have up there right now, will MJF be the world champion at the end of 2023? Now, does that mean he has to hold it the entire year or he can lose it and then win it again? MJF to be world champion at end of 2023. I guess he could lose it and win it again. He could win it. He doesn't win it again. He is a minus 300 yes, a minus or a plus 200 no. If it's not MJF, here's who they've got. Mox at plus 250, Brian Danielson plus 300, Kenny Omega plus 300, Adam Page plus 6, Wardlow plus 9. Here's an interesting one. Adam Cole plus 2,000. Huh? Just a thought. Throw that one out there. But uh, Keith Lee, like everybody's on this list. Sammy Guevara is a plus 6,600. He is the low one on the totem pole. To be the AEW Women's Champion at the end of the year, they still have Jamie Hayter there at minus 115. Then it's Soraya plus 250, Jay Cargo plus 500, Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm at plus 500. Interesting one here, Chris Stadlander, who was on a roll there until she got hers, plus 1,000. So I think there's some uh, some money to be made there. Doesn't it feel like Jade would have better odds? Yeah, she is. She's a she's – oh, being more yeah, than the plus, I, I the would, plus five? I would yeah. – I would, pick Jade Cargill to be the AEW Women's Champion by the end of the year. I think it's going to be Thunder Rosa. They're going to give it back to her. I think she's got too much heat in the back. That's I, I think the way... A lot Chris, of complaints about her. Yeah, I I think I think Statlander has a really good shot. Doesn't Soraya have a good chance, too, because of yeah. the name? Yeah, absolutely. That would be interesting. That's uh, That'd be a real page-turner. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh, boo. Boo, fish. Um, but we have a we have a few minutes left, uh, guys. What do you see coming here in twenty twenty three? Let me let me start with Brian. Just some thoughts. You know, I I think what we're gonna find is uh, some things, especially in the like. Well, just real quick with the indies, I think things are gonna thin out a little bit. It was super crazy. I feel like there's a little bit of a bubble. I think things are gonna balance out a little bit more in the indie scene. But as far as like uh, WWE, AEW, um. I'm really interested to see who beats Roman. Like mm-hmm. to me, I feel like that's the the, the big question. Like who is going to get the belt? And I think that might be one of the reasons why no one you don't hear a lot of talk about taking the belt off Roman. It's because who who is taking his spot? Like that's the big. I, I you think know? I think WWE is going to do the rumored Roman that makes history. Wrestles both nights of WrestleMania, Saturday and Sunday. I think he wrestles Saturday against uh, uh, Cody. Cody Rhodes, thank you, and Sunday against The Rock. 
You don't I, think they'd build it around the one match? No, I think I think match? I think because I think Cody wins the Royal Rumble because I don't think The Rock is in the Royal Rumble. I think mm-hmm. Cody wins the Royal Rumble, but I think The Rock appears at the Royal Rumble. That's if Cody's back. You know, he's still got to make sure he's ready to go. He's going to be back. I think I think he's ready to go. Yeah, I agree. I I think a, a Cody Roman feud would be something else. I mean, you, you've got the two family histories there. Mm-hmm. You could drag that all year long, and nobody's getting tired of that. No, I agree. But I think I and I I think the I think Roman beats Cody on Saturday to keep one of the belts. But I think the Rock wins the belt on the second night. Yep. And you know, of course, Usos I've, looks like they're probably going to get taken out by Sammy and Kevin. That's the rumor. And that would be a great series of matches too. I would I would really enjoy that. Um, you know, and then you get to AEW. Is the MJF reign of terror going to? Roll on through the whole year. I think that the closer it gets to the end of the year, if Tony Khan doesn't think he's going to mm-hmm. resign him, I think he loses the belt. Yeah, that'll be very interesting. And, I, and that at the end of the year, that's that might be the biggest story at the end of the year. Yeah, because January first is when he's a free agent in twenty twenty four. Yeah, that's man, boy, that man's going to make a lot of money. Yes, he is a lot of money. Unbelievable. And the the problem they have too with that too is real quick is. You know, because once he drops the belt, that's when all of the talk is going to be, oh, he's out. He's leaving. He's leaving. It, it, it'll just be. So that has to be timed so perfectly. Good yeah. luck. Good, yeah, good <laughs> luck. Well, well, I want to thank. We had good luck because we had a terrific show today. Uh, Brian, thanks for coming in. Oh, you're Fish. welcome. It was fun. Appreciate thank you. you being here as of well. Of course. And, of course, don't forget, if you want to follow us on our social media, at Mark Hoke Show on Twitter, we're now Blue Check Verified. woo and on Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show. And, of course, don't forget this podcast, markhokeshow.podbean.com. Blue Check Verified? Yeah. And, of course, we're all on, on our favorite podcast outlets wherever you want to check us out. We would appreciate it. And uh, give us a subscription on YouTube, too. We're going to – our goal in 2023 is get more stuff up there. Vander Griffin coming for you in 2023. Let it go. But on behalf of our team, thank you so much for being with us here on The Mark Hoke Show. We do appreciate it. Uh, We'll see what happens on New Year's Day, but uh, otherwise, have a very happy Christmas, and we will see you next time on The Mark Hoke Show. Have a great holiday, Las Vegas. more of the mark hoke show follow us on twitter at mark hoke show like us on facebook at the mark hoke show and visit mark to keep up with everything happening with the show and remember to check out all of our archive shows on youtube at the mark hoke show and download our podcasts at mark and all your favorite podcast outlets so join the mark hoke show family today and thanks for listening